This and is the ASMR pre-show podcast. And the caption. Hello. Thank you Fuck. for coming. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> Bye, sir. Look what you've done to <laughs> First day back. I DMing know. God. God. <laughs> what a month it's been. Uh, hold on. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Volpix. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, Volpix. Thank you for the resub also. Uh, we really need to start another channel. I, I know. guess. <laughs> Not great ASMR. Hey. <laughs> Just throw bananas at the wall and record it. Yeah, dude, that's sense. not a euphemism, right? No. <laughs> We would never. Not in your room that we just built. Or your closet. Or my closet that I just built. <laughs> Definitely not. The banana closet, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could put all the bananas in there. No, not all. You gotta... Most one of, one by one, just open the door, put a banana in a little bit, pull it out, close the door. <laughs> you gotta close the door every time. Hey. It's, it's very important. If you do it out of order, it just doesn't work. It's not the same. Not great ASMR. Exactly. Thank you, Mike. Also, thank you for the uh, post. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> for sure going to be an issue today. Midna? Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's been doing it even when there's no one in here. She's like, just like screaming and scratching yeah, at the door. Yeah, she comes again. into my office and sits on the little thing outside the door and just screams at the door when I am actively at my desk and Sarah's upstairs. She's yeah. like, I want to go in there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Literally nobody's there. I, like, I don't understand. Anyway, hello everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're back. Uh, we're not great RPG, and we're here once again uh, for ASMR and D and D for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Um, it's been a month since we last played. Uh, we had some uh, emotional goodbyes in our last episode, um, but we'll go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then I will give a brief recap based on the things that I remember that definitely happened, uh, and then we'll pick up. I'm John, and I play Marcus. I'm Sarah, and I play Dandelion. I'm Glenn, and I play Endgear. I'm Autumn, and I play Twig. I'm Mike, and I play Mr. Pigeon. And I'm Don, the DM of this campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer under the control of Zonky Kong. Mm-hmm. I am safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now. For now. <laughs> um, last week, you guys continued your conversation with uh, Madame Morgan, uh, Evelyn and with Artemis, the dragonborn that is uh, true. <laughs> there is a cable outside wired for hot tub. I just need to reconnect it to this electrical box. And by me, I mean an electrician. And I am not. purchase a hot tub. And purchase a hot tub. <laughs> we do not have a hot tub. We can't just have the wire. Well, yet. It'll feel just as good. Um, uh, yeah, you continued your conversation uh, with her regarding the uh, mirror that uh, the very strange, definitely not a hag woman uh, that works with the Guild of Olden Deus and the Iron Crown. You mispronounced uh, Mommy. Mommy, sorry. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, you guys talked more about... Uh, about her, about the two dwarven brothers, Cormac and Bo, that have been kidnapped by the Black Flowers along with Ophelia, um, who is an Asimar. She's going to break in. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to go get her. Um, like, she's going to shred the door. Uh, along with Ophelia, who is an Asimar, uh, who is able to, because of her nature, take curses and other 
plagues and things onto herself uh, and away from others. And it was pointed out that if the Black Flowers have kidnapped her, they're unsure if it is known that she has this power or if it was a coincidence that she was picked up. And if they don't know it, if they discover it, it would be a massive problem because they would be able to use powerful cursed items without dealing with the consequences of them. Um, being an Asimar, she is resistant to them, so that is an issue. Uh, you were also told about another girl, Midori, who is in the possession of the Black Flowers um, in, their, uh, in their compound um, in the area known as the Beneath, where our good friend Engir was also kept before he escaped. Um, a winding mass of tunnels and, and guarded passageways. Uh, Midori's hair grow, uh, glows from the druidic magic, similar to Engir's eyes that were described to you uh, when Engir ran through the woods um, almost out of his own control when escaping from the Black Flowers. When he arrived, uh, his eyes were glowing with uh, magic when he arrived. Um... You guys talked about that, a couple of other things, um, and you were told that if you were to go into the Black Flowers compound to try to rescue the people that had been taken and take out the Black Flowers, that it would be incredibly dangerous, um, high risk of death. Uh, at that point, Ren made it known that because of the situation that they find themselves in being under the care of bell they could not in good conscience continue to journey with you into this danger and risk her growing up in a world where she has lost the only person that seemingly had cared for her aside from the rest of the party um and has taken on a motherly role um you all said your goodbyes to the two of them. Marcus went upstairs, conjured a wonderful horse for Ren. Uh, they exchanged their goodbyes. Uh, Ren rode through the tree line, and Marcus dismissed the horse after having whispered to Bell to be prepared to land. Mm -hmm. um, the two of them landed successfully on their feet after exiting the tree line. Uh, Ren laughed and Marcus yelled fuck into the night uh, because unfortunately they did not fall to the ground um, and that is where we are picking up Marcus would be walking back into the tavern before we do that we're jumping back uh, about an hour in time and about three sessions in game mm -hmm. to the Dude. point where you guys uh, arrived at the tavern and Mr. Pigeon who didn't say anything uh, went with Twig who did say uh Something looking, looking for the trap door. Yeah, looking for the trap door for the entrance about. to the Black Flowers. Uh, Twig was rather dismissive and quiet, as is tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried to not have her say too many words. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, you guys took the horses and rode off into the forest. Um, so we will resolve that first and then have you guys come back and rejoin the rest of the party. Um, so I'll have the three of you go hang out in the other room, and then I will bring you back in a few minutes after we resolve this. You leaving? What are you saying? You taking her? Yeah. 
So, the two of you were tasked with uh, investigating the entrance to the Black Flowers Lair, which was described as being in the woods uh, about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes um, riding distance away, slightly outside of the city. Um, it is uh, dark, and you guys are heading that direction um, on the horses. Uh, I would ask if you guys would like to say anything to each other, but as only one of you speaks, uh, <laughs> if there's anything that you would like to say to Mr. Pigeon or you would like to gesture back, uh, you can do so now. But if not, I'll just describe kind of what you guys are riding up against. Um, and I guess you can tell me what your approach to this would be as it is likely guarded, this entrance, as it was described to you. Yeah, I don't think I'd have anything special to, to gesture or... Sure. It's just, you know, be quiet. Generic. Yep. I guess, like, as we would get close, I would want to hitch the horses and... Sure, tell to them a tree somewhere. Yeah, go on, go on foot so that it's uh, a little less likely to be seen. Sure. Uh, yeah. So as you guys are making your way through the woods, could you roll a stealth check for me? Uh, please, you can roll... Um, one, you can each roll one, or you can help the other person. Uh, would this be after the horses or before? After. So then after I settled down the horses, I would probably cast Pass Without Trace. Okay, So sure. I wouldn't want to be tracked uh, after the fact either. Understood. Uh, and then, so that lasts, yeah, up to an hour. Yeah, so once the horses are settled, I'd cast that on ourselves. Okay. Uh, and that gives both of us a plus ten. Okay. Did you, wait, and you said we could both do it? or just Yeah, you can or? either both do it, or, or you can, or one person can roll with advantage, either, either or. Can we both do it? Sure. You're both stealthy. Yeah. Twenty one. Alright. Did you guys have fifty? I got uh twenty one. Okay. Well, let's see if I roll an at twenty or not. Otherwise you're probably fine. I didn't. Cool. Um so the two of you, um, as you exited uh, this area back onto the main road with the horses, um, you would have gone through almost a curtain of vines uh, that kind of covered this small, like, n not quite a grove, but just an area kind of lined with trees and vines, uh, almost masking the location of this tavern in the woods. Um, and you travel a few miles on the road with the horses, you settle them down, um, the two of you. Uh, do you have any light with you, or are you going sans light? Uh, I would probably prefer to be lightless. Okay. Both of you can see in the dark, so... Yes. Yeah. Not an issue. Uh, sure. So, you make your way through the trees. Um, you hear the standard sounds of uh, some critters in the night, owls and, and bugs uh, chirping in the night. It is otherwise mostly silent. There's not really a breeze uh, or any other weather discernible at this point. Um, switch the... And you wander around um, for a bit. If you could both make me perception checks, please. I got a net 20. I got All right. a dirty 20. All right. <laughs> <laughs> really good tonight. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so you, you wander around for a bit. You guys approach the city of Arbor um, with the stone walls... Uh, and as you get closer, you that's when you divert into the woods, uh, knowing that this is outside of the city. Um, and you follow kind of 
about, I don't know, 250 feet off of the wall into the woods, so that way you can kind of walk undetected from the walls of the city. Um, you make your way through the woods and around, and you see a faint light in the distance. The both of you see this um, almost impercept, uh, like imperceivable in the uh, dark, despite this being a light. Um, it doesn't look like it's a normal flame. It's almost a like a, a very faint blue hue that if you were not looking for it and not certain, you might discern it as almost a moonlight. Um, and you see in the distance two guards standing on either side of a very large tree uh, that has torches dug into the side of it. Um, and you see one guard off to the side in the tree line and then the other guard on the other side in the tree line and this being kind of at the center. Um, it's much bigger than any of the other trees around and these torches with this grayish blue flame are dug into the side uh, of this tree. And with an at 20, um, you can see as you get closer, the two of you crouch in between bushes uh, about... 30 feet away and you can see that there is a very faint almost invisible line in the bark that kind of cracks up around as if there is a doorway cut into this tree would it be reasonable given what we know about looking for a trap door to assume that this is it Highly likely, um, it's outside the city, and there are clearly guards that are patrolling, it. patrolling, but hidden. They're not just standing next to it like a door, mm. but they are in the vicinity to be able to kind of cover these zones around the tree. Um, you can see that they're both kind of walking back and forth uh, in what seems to be a pattern as you guys... Uh, watch them to try to determine you know how long the door is unguarded where you might have a chance to slip in in the future um to try to find the path of these guards and time their movements yeah Yeah, as i said i guess i would want to quietly watch and try to like you said try to just commit that pattern to memory sure um see if there is a pattern try to commit its memory if there is sure um you can tell that there is definitely a pattern, but it's not as simple as one guard than the other guard. It's designed in a way that if you're not sitting there for an extended period of time, you would miss which guard comes when. It's deceptively uh, difficult and intentionally done that it's not designed to be obvious when each guard is coming and going. There are different paths that they take to be able to get back in the distance of the tree. Uh, am I able to get, like, a count on how many guards I think there might be? Or at least, like, sure. a, a greater than or less than? Sure. Um, you would say that there is... Uh, make an intelligence check for me. Oh, it was really good. Uh, how's this? Uh, six. Six. Uh, <laughs> I would say that there are somewhere between three and eight guards. Great. Excellent. Very hard <laughs> to tell. They're all dressed in... Um, it doesn't quite look like leather, um, but it is a very dark 
almost silent uh, black armor that is nearly invisible in the dark. Um, they all have uh, hoods and masks covering their faces, um, so you really can't see a discernible difference between any of them. They all look fairly identical. Um, it's very hard to tell how many there are. You kind of you try to look at like their walking patterns to see if you can determine the distance um, or the difference between the guards, um, but it is very hard to do so. They're almost marching uh, around. <coughs> Thank you. Um, in the tree line to the point where it is very difficult to discern how many there are with the weird patterns that they're taking. You said they're going into the tree line? Yes, so they're kind of coming into the tree line and walking pat like just out of the tree line before dipping back in and kind of wrapping around the trees. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I guess after uh, after watching for a minute and uh, realizing that uh, I'm struggling with uh, getting an exact number due to the nature of uh, what's going down, I guess it would just gesture that we can we can wrap it up and and head out. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get too close. I don't want to. I don't want to accidentally get caught or make them think there's anything awry. So, sure. I don't think there's a reason to try and get too deep. Um, I guess on the way out, I would try to. Was it difficult to get here at all? Would I think that I needed to like try to leave markings, or would I think I could probably find it again pretty easily? Um, I would say that it might be a little difficult to get back, especially because there is really very little light out here. That you may up to you whether or not you want to leave a marking um i don't know that you would be able to get back here without accidentally crossing the paths of one of the guards sure then i guess i would do my best to leave and what i discern is a, a relatively safe path sure and um periodically i would want to uh climb up a tree i think is like an out of view reasonable you know amount using my uh my slippers and just sure. walk up it and uh, leave like a, a little balloon tacked sure. high up where I know to look. Sure. Hopefully say it. Um, not often enough that I think they would get discovered, but you know. Sure. Um, can you make me another stealth check as you were going back out, both of you, please? Yeah. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, 24. Okay. Um, so you, the two of you move around the trees, careful not to cross the paths of any of the guards hiding under bushes because they're kind of going in what seems like an almost cyclical motion in the area around this central tree. Um, fortunate that you did not come across them on your way to this location. Um, now watching their path, you were careful to avoid it on the way back out. Um, the two of you make it back to your cart undetected, uh, with every so often waiting until a guard passes, waiting about 30 seconds, climbing into the trees, dropping a balloon in to try to find your way back, um, in the future. And you make your way back to the cart. Um, anything you would like to do before you head back to the tavern? Eh, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing for me. Okay. Nothing. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so we'll say that this took approximately two hours for you guys to sit and watch mm-hmm. hidden in the trees um, to try to determine this amount of information from the area. Uh, and I will call everyone else back. And you will be entering into the tavern. Um, you are greeted by a large red dragonborn man who recognizes you as you were described as the clown and the cat. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And you were brought down into the basement uh, through a two levels down. Um, you go into the basement and then enter a barrel climbing down a ladder going a further level and are led down a hallway to an almost conference room area where your friends are awaiting you. And seated with them is um, what looks to be a uh, half-elvish, roughly-looking woman. Um, Slightly longer than shoulder-length black hair with some silver streaks in a few spots. Um, Late 40s, early 50s, very good shape, slightly muscular, um, and has a very discerning gold and purple uh, iris in her eyes and the two of you uh everyone else see twig and mr pigeon walk in led by artemis and the woman looks up towards the both of you ah you must be mr pigeon and twig correct evelyn morgan give a little bow sir mr pigeon sir mr pigeon my mistake Twas recently knighted Oh, well, congratulations (laughs) to you, sir. I hope the two of you were able to find your way in the dark. They're very good at that kind of stuff. Seems like they would be. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, please join us. There is food and drink. We are discussing the black flowers. Sure, I'll take a seat. Sure. Do you have a bucket of fish? Uh, I'm sure we can obtain one. Uh, Artemis, if you wouldn't mind. Be right back. And you see the dragonborn step out. Uh, Any fish preference? Mm, No. Fresh. Fresh fish, Artemis. Keep them alive, please. Of course. Happy to oblige. Thank you. Mr. Pigeon? Anything special other than the spread we've got? (laughs) I'm just digging. <laughs> sure. It's meats and cheeses and, and breads and things like that. A, a charcuterie board. A charcuterie. whole charcuterie yeah. board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there milk? There's a, there is milk, yeah. There is a, a pitcher of milk meant for tea, but it is here. So is it milk or cream? It's milk. <laughs> slide the pitcher of milk towards Mr. Fisher. It's real. <laughs> Without moving. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for the raid. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, thanks. Uh, Thank you, Advanced Dungeons. Thank you very much for the raid. Thank you for the follow, Advanced Dungeons, and Red Robin Cast. Thank you so much. Welcome. Welcome in. Uh, (laughs) Did you find anything of interest outside in the woods when you were looking for said trap door? Found a lot. Of of trap doors? Vines. Lots of vines. I had to, like... Make my way through. That was cool. All right. Reminded me of home. 
actually. Your, that was ho cool. yeah. your home has lots of vines? Lots of vines, surrounded by vines. The and island is surrounded tree, by vines? Just like my home. It was pretty cool. What, is your is your is the island surrounded by vines? My clan is surrounded by vines. You have to walk through the vines. It's called the tangled vines, actually. Oh. <laughs> pretty cool. Alright. Made me homesick, actually. It's pretty cool. Hmm. I'm very sorry. Uh I know that we are working our way across the world and That is absolutely still a location we intend to explore and visit. Anyway, tree. Tree. We saw a big tree. What kind of tree? Uh, I'm a woodsman. Hmm. A big one. Beautiful. My favorite <laughs> kind. Vines <laughs> uh, on the tree. Hmm. I couldn't see that well. It was really dark. Okay. There was like a like a glow. From the tree, or around the tree? the tree? Uh, there were torches, torches on the tree. On the tree? On the tree, yeah. I've never heard of tree being used as a sconce before. Any of those ringing bells? Uh, I would say, roll an intelligence check for me. I'm real good at those. 17. Um, yeah, so I would say that you, uh, unlike Orpheus, did not look behind as you burst forth from the Hades town under the ground. Uh, but you do remember pushing through something that felt more like bark than a door and running through the trees. As you kind of let this sift and roll around in your head, you don't really remember a glow so much, um, but your eyes were rather bright. So other than the headlights, <laughs> uh, you you remember pushing through what seemed like a tree as you exited this trapdoor. Pushing through a tree or pushing through trees? I just run really fast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Torches. Torches. Did they glow with natural light, like how we have here with our lanterns inside? No. Did the light have a color? It was bluish. Bluish. Bluish gray. Bluish gray? Mm hmm. Do, did you see how many torches? Just mm -hmm. two? two? Just two? Two torches. Well, while talking about the tree, I'd be like... Tracing. Rope? You... I'd like point at the nearest door. A door? Oh, a door, a door. All right. In the tree? Possibly. It was like a secret... Secret door? Secret door for like secret trees. A crack. In the tree. This so you saw like the framing of the door. This makes lots of sense. It does? Yes. Um, well, that's grand. <laughs> I don't know so much about light, but I can remember that it did feel like pushing through bark door. Bark door. 
So maybe it is hidden in a tree. You, you knock on the back door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you must have permission before coming in the back door. <laughs> uh, no. How, how far is this place? Great. <laughs> You said it was like what, 20, 20 minutes? Yeah, about 20, 30 minutes ride. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I, was I, was, I would hit you with one of those. 10, 20. That's exciting. 20 hands, 20 thumbs. No, I think he's just excited. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Mr. Pitchman. <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's a treat. All right. Is that a new handshake? Uh, that's, sure. Uh, the. Handshake of disseminating information in relation to nature. <laughs> yeah. Did he say inseminating nature? I mean, <laughs> go to the bark door. And, you know? And knock. <laughs> no wonder she couldn't see. It was so dark. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Purely unintentional, and here we are once again, Don. <laughs> Kicking in the bark door. <laughs> uh, anyway, so vines around the area, you crawled through vines, and then once you got through the vines, that is when you saw the tree. We walked a little bit, but... Yeah. A little bit beyond the vines? Mm-hmm. Are the vines tall? Yeah, they would have been from the tops of the trees I down. I say, we couldn't like it through them, right? Yeah. Okay. Were they attached to anything? Like, just tops of trees. Tops of trees. Was it like a bunch of really different, like, just a bunch of trees that had vines coming off of them? Yes, it sounds like a web of connectivity. Like an interweb. (laughs) I still didn't think about it in the moment. Did the vines seem weird? (laughs) Okay. Definitely a little weird. I just was still drinking in the flavor, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so we're going through like the vines. The vines are, okay. Mm -hmm. Vines usually come from somewhere. They don't just yeah, they yeah, don't they just sure float. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was weird. There was a curtain in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> We're walking back in. It's like how was it? It was neat. What happened? Fucking wall of vines that we walked through. That's wild. You're right. For me, I'm an elvish clown. Sure, you did live in that atmosphere. That was also like a curtain. Were those attached to anything? If you climbed up to the top? Trees. Just big trees? Not sure what kind of trees. Were they like, did they grow off the trees? Or did did, did someone attach them to the trees? I wasn't allowed to climb that high, so. Do I remember vines? That's surprising. Mm-hmm. You're very good at climbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Making sure this isn't a new... No, you remember um, vines coming into this area and also vines where you left. So, trees, vines come down to the ground. So a true curtain of vines. How thick was it? 
<laughs> what I meant. Was, uh, I mean, you push through. Right? I mean, like not like... When. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> thick enough that, like, if you're a normal person walking through the woods, you might walk around that rather than push through that, especially if you're just, We're like, walking on a trail. Different yeah. people. But for, for, for common folk that are kind of just walking through the woods, you might not push through that. Okay. So sufficient of an obstruction to where it's valuable for some people to dodge. Yes. Okay. Could you see through the vines to the other side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a complete, like, shower curtain or okay. anything like that. <laughs> Bluish gray light. Two torches. The torches on the tree, were they at the same height? Or were they different levels? Same height. They zoom? Same height. High up the tree, low to the ground, like eye level is what I. They were higher up, but below the tree line, like below the tops of the uh, where the branches would have started. Okay. Okay. And so I'd like gesture a little above my head. Well, maybe a lot above my head. I'm pretty short. Yeah. Okay. Were they made of the same stuff as the tree? The torches. Oh, the torch. I'm thinking the vines still. Was the big tree that had the torches the same kind of tree as the outside trees? I got the impression it was different, right? Mm -hmm. Different kind of tree. Did it have branches? Very high up would be my was what I saw in my head. About the same height as every as the other trees. This one maybe a little bit higher, uh, but the tree itself was way wider. Way wider than bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So gesture. Okay. For the forest that we traversed mm-hmm. in through, like fir trees. Yeah, mostly fir trees. There's also some some oak mixed in as well. Okay. Uh, taller, like thicker oak trees. Okay. It's a woodsman. Mm-hmm. In regards to the kind of tree that they are describing especially for um, using the contextual perspective of my homeland also had like a sacred tree that had a statue, Mm -hmm. like a relief statue carved into it into the wood. I would have assumed that that would have been a very grand, wide-based, wide-trunk tree as well. Absolutely. Um, I don't think you and I ever discussed what kind of tree. Sure. I don't think we did. Um... Like, again, just thinking for me, like, uh, to be blunt, like, California Redwood. That's pretty much what I was thinking. Okay, so, like, fucking... Yes. Thick, fucking, like, absurdly several feet wide trunk. Like, you have to walk around this fucking thing. Yes. And 200 plus feet in height. Yes. And we didn't... We didn't, when we were journeying in, see a tree above a horizon line of other trees at a distance that would have felt like it was a clear breakage in the, the regular canopy level. Did not. You had to crawl to get to this place, or did you just walk through the woods to... We Well, we went and we hid in the bushes, so... Okay. Real quick, is this tree similar to the tree that would have been on my island? as well because i had a really big tree you did um <laughs> a lot of big trees a lot here, of big man. trees like 
Nature. Yes. Yeah, I would say that it was similar to your tree, but you did not see it cascading through the tops of the trees yeah. like yours would have been and yours would have been. But base size, similar. Okay. Were there any animals around? We heard stuff. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> he said, he said so there was like, like cr- cr- Yeah. But like, was it like a normal amount? I didn't think about it. animal life. Was it a normal amount of wildlife, or did it seem like they were not super close to that tree? Um, I would say as you got closer to the clearing where that tree was, it was definitively quieter. Um, or, hmm, make a make an intelligence. I, was check. I didn't think yeah. about it in the moment. Sure, so yeah, okay make an intelligence I... check for me. How's in that one? Not great. Um, I would say that you did not think about it yeah, at all. <laughs> with mm-hmm. being focused on the everything else, the nature around was not of high mm-hmm. thought. Let's <clears throat> go check out this tree. That sounds like a tree. It does sound like a tree. I do have to agree, to agree with you. You remember what direction this was? So I guess my follow-up is when do we leave? There were guards. At the tree? Yeah. How many? Mm, Three to eight. (laughs) Were they big? They didn't look particularly big, right? Mm -hmm. Well armored? In masks, hoods. Mm. The tree that we would have all seen and interacted with in regards to it having connectivity to the Feywild and the Shadowfell in Harrowell's temple mm-hmm. was also, I believe, a like fir tree comparable, right? Uh, like yes, with half leaf. of it being yeah, dead. darkened. Yeah, but dead. yes. Did it look like that tree? The fir tree by Harrowell. I thought it was similar. Hmm? I didn't realize that was a fir tree. It is, but there was also the interspersing of like regular fey leaves and things too. It was kind of a weird, weird tree. Like stitched together monster tree. An amalgamation one might An say. An amalgamation. Right. I didn't want to say that. Uh, but yes. <laughs> um, I would say that no, it did not look like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is absolutely a location that we should investigate. Um, These guards, that they look like the men who attacked us? Was their armor similar? Yes. So they are presumably very well trained. Miss Morgan. Yes. Slash Artemis. Have either of you ever seen this thing? This tree held within this suspicious grove of vines. Grove, that's what it's called. Yes. Uh, We have not gotten close enough to that area to perceive what you saw. We did investigate to try to find their entrance, but upon seeing the vines and guards within roaming around, um, we did not pursue further. Understood. 
Has there. anyone else come from over there? Uh, no. Angir is the first to have escaped. Um, the pattern for the guards is difficult to discern. Um, as they alluded to, they all look nearly identical. It is hard to determine their number and what path they're taking through the trees. But we saw a few pass by and decided it was not worth endangering ourselves at that moment and fell back. What time of night is it? Uh, it's later into the night, probably... 10. Sure. Well, you all mostly function dramatically better under cover of darkness. Provide a, an ample opportunity for, ideally, a successful ambush, and I'm very good bait. I thought we weren't doing that. Why not? Because it's dangerous. Life and is dangerous. you went dangerous. to jail last time. Oh, I surrendered myself to prison. Dandelion is... This is not me surrendering myself again to jail. This is like, ha-ha! Dandelion is, is... is This is very much the same combat that we went into with Jondar. Yes, where but... Where I rode in on a horse. You also did not have me in the beginning of that fight. You're right. We need to find you a window to jump in through. <laughs> I don't think there's windows in the woods. If anybody we'll should be the bait, they do not know you. They may kill you on sight. Sure, there's more of an opportunity that they attempt to uh, arrest you and imprison you once again. Yes. I... They want me taken alive. Certainly. Hmm. These black flowers, might they have by chance employed outside, uh... Bounty hunters who could have brought in a wanted man for exchange of coin. Uh, they've definitely been known to employ uh, bounty hunters in the past to find important figures. Um, when being done in the area, uh, it is primarily their own uh, soldiers that come. Those were the ones that came here looking for Engir in the first place. Um, but there's no telling how far he would have gotten yes, before exactly. being found. Had I found him in, say, a uh, you know small city or town inside of Fjordane, and upon interrogating him, discovered that he was held prisoner here. I'm going to start rifling through my bag real quick. Oh, I've got manacles. <laughs> <laughs> no teeth and you still bite me. <laughs> How rude. I'm going to pull out the, uh, the wanted poster mm -hmm. that oh! I grabbed from the other thing. That might help. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to take this wanted poster and yep. closely inspect the coin very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 <coughs> what the fuck is the actual amount, Um So I Dude, would what say... What am I worth? Yeah, what, what is my <laughs> worth? I'm a... What am I Alan. worth to you? <laughs> a million gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, this has got a number on it that matters. It does. Uh, the other lady was sold for 100,000. She was 10,000 platinum. Which is 100,000 gold. 100,000 gold. Um, I would say that yours is set at 5,000 platinum. <coughs> For the math kids, what is that in gold? <laughs> 500,000. Okay. Half a million. <laughs> Mr. Um, Bishop for the first time just <laughs> <laughs> wanted to understand. A million. Kill him! His eyes fucking sparkle with light Kill for the him. first time. <laughs> we 
can quit today! You just see the fucking zombie of Randy's head just start shaking. Um, while we're sitting here in 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 an open seat, uh, I'm going to cast Silent Image and make a duplicate end gear. Okay. In the seat. How fucked up are his tattoos? <laughs> they look, they're perfect. They're perfect. This okay. is this is not me. This is not this is a an illusion. This is not me changing my. You said sure. it's five thousand platinum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You all see as a duplicate end gear shimmers into existence and is suddenly solid, sitting there. I mean, are you able to move that though? Like, I can't. It'll. Can it walk? Like, I do need to escort him towards the door. It'll get up and walk. It can go. Um, this I don't fully understand. Uh, as as a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, the I keep losing it. Um. So it creates an object, a creature, or some other visible phenomenon that's no longer larger than a fifteen foot cube. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, it says that it can move around. Yep. You use your action. You point at a spot and send it, and you can make it look like it is walking in that direction. Similar to, like, if you sent an NPC in a game to a point, it will walk to that okay. point. So, like, it, it's a 60-foot range on it. Does that mean that the... So, it's a 15-foot cube for mm-hmm. the illusion, but a 60-foot range for the... Correct. For the spell. Can it go 60 feet? From mm-hmm. me, or can yes. it go in that 15-foot cube? It can go 60 feet okay. from you. You can send it. Yeah, the object itself that you're creating can't cannot be bigger, be bigger than, than the Okay, that's, that's what I was a little... Yeah, you, yeah, you can't be like, I make house! Yeah, I make a bridge. <laughs> yeah, like... I wasn't sure if it was, like, that 15-foot cube is how big <laughs> the entirety of the illusion... Mm-hmm. Just the size in which it's in. It's like if you carved uh, and you're out of marble, if you took mm-hmm. a 15-foot cube and carved him down to size... <laughs> that's the maximum that you could have done. You made the NPC illusion, and I can't unsee it as just, like, an oblivion NPC. <laughs> Must have been the wind. <laughs> yes, he's just walking into the side of the tree. <laughs> Alright. I could do that. There is one issue, if they get too close, with this thing. Then we get them. Rah. The, That's uh, the goal, right? Is to get them. I oh think. yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I, th- this is not a situation in which we're not going to be able to be uh, immediately hostile towards whoever these if they get guardians to you, are. Too close door. to you, then then we get them. Well, my thought is that, um, I mean, there's not an easy way to ask it in a, in a game setting. Like, does that require concentration? Yes, it does. Because from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But you've gone invisible before. Mm-hmm. I know invisibility uses concentration as well, so there is um, the overlap there. Let me... Because it's... But I wasn't sure whether or not your invisibility was a spell that you were casting, or if that was a racial feat. It is a racial, but it's a racial to cast. It's a racial to cast yeah. invisibility, yes. so it would still use your concentration. I can hide. Not for you. For the real M-Gear. You be... get small when you touch Engear. Oh, yes. That wouldn't be much of a problem for me to hide in plain sight. 
Can, can you, you do that too? Can you also make yourself invisible? We can just fuck. All right. Invisible, pixie, on invisible creature, mm-hmm. controlling illusory M-gear that I am escorting in to exchange for, for bounty. Oh, I we c- need to figure out I cannot two. be invisible, but I can be someone else. It is a, uh, a trick that I learned from a very young age. Understood. A fellow bounty hunter like I, giving better credence for why we were able to catch M-gear. Yes. We simply need to figure out a way that we are either obscuring or preparing an opportunity for the ambush for these two as well. There are trees. Is this thing, like, solid? No. I'm gonna poke it, like... It'll yeah. wibble. Your hand is gonna warble. Warbles, yeah. I think, I mean, it might even break the... It just reveals it to be an illusion, so you can mm-hmm. now see it as an illusion. Hmm... Yeah, any physical interaction with it reveals it to be an illusion. Okay, yep, so, so you just... So you just think of it as me and manacles and it look like me and manacles? Yes. Okay. It's good. Mr. Pigeon, do you also have the magical ability to become invisible? How do we prepare Mr. Pigeon? He does have the ability to go over their heads. You're right. And you could possibly carry Twig? I think you can carry a like, You were carrying me and a dead body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you also <laughs> yeah. You levitated the sleigh itself, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah it's, there's it's, a weight limit. It's up to 500 sleigh. pounds. Yeah, it's a lot, though. Okay. In the cover of darkness. <laughs> 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 Bring in the clown! <laughs> Just fucking egg, man. Because <laughs> you said you had to walk. After you got through the vines, you had to walk a distance to get to this big tree to where it was being guarded. Mr. Pigeon, you have a lot of, uh, well, trinkets and baubles and things, yes? All right. Just make sure the sleeves are nice and tight so nothing falls out while you're flying over our enemies. I figure if you find yourselves close to the tree, you can either land on tree or behind. How is he going to get inside? Who get inside? What? Mr. Pigeon and Twig. Or are you killing the guards before entering? I would assume we killed guards before entering. Oh, yes. Uh, genuinely, I'll like I said. figure I, out the illusion is... And I'll poke at it and put my hand through it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if not forced to kill them, I will manacle them and sure, bring them course. to justice. But, but you, guys, you don't right? intend to... Yes. Uh, I fully intend to yeah. kill them, yes. All right, those are... You'll have to work that out because those are two conflicting thoughts. You'll understand. No, I mean, genuinely, I... Like, very vocally, I'm comfortable with executing these... Oh, men. sure. All right. Then that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm going to twist my arm about killing yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> my sword is hungry! Yeah, and I have to feed the demons within me on its throat. This isn't complicated. <laughs> we will bring the... Fake one of me to whoever is on patrol. 
Yes, you approach the tree, and once they get close enough, we take to action. Whereas the two of you go over land and stop anyone from trying to get back into a tree to sound alarm. Yes, can also stab them in the back. You're both very good at that. Yeah, that. <laughs> you, you could hang them from the tree, like put their bodies up there, with make them float and make the tree lift up. You did also say it is an enormous tree, so even if you just you have shoes that let you climb things very, very easily. So even if it's just flying to the height of the tree and then climbing down the tree behind them when we are engaged, gives you both the perfect ambush opportunity, I think. And then again, you are small, and as soon as you conclude contact with genuine Engear, you'll be back to your full size for... Probably. That seems to be how it works. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, you can still do things while you're very small anyway. Mm-hmm. And Most then, of the things I can do when I'm big, I can do when I'm small. Oh, that's great. And then it is Engear and I who shall man the front lines, ideally using a imaginary Engear as a true distraction. And then, you know, they'll be hit in the back with a horde of clowns, so <laughs> I'm certain in the moment there's going to be some chaos and probably not great communication from a tactical mindset for these guards. We need to work on our backstory. I'm going to have... Uh, fake end gear pull out. What do you, do you use? A an club? axe and a club. I have him pull out Big a club. Big old battle axe and a and club. And just start wildly swinging it. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to happen after they begin to attack us if they still think it's an illusion. I can attack you. But you'd have to fall over. Or, or duck out of the way. I would not like that. At all. Me falling down is just going to... Well, maybe uh, don't fall down, but you, you'd have to jump out of the way. Why are we having Engear attack us? It'll startle the guards. And they they, they they won't attack you. It would raise too much. That, that'll that make them... Too much alarm. We want to take them as quietly and quickly y- as yes, possible. Yes, we want to get as close as we can with them with Engear. And then as they approach, they will most likely discern that it is an illusory thing that we are presenting to them. So having Engear attack us, I, I don't think will offer much in regards to confusing them. They'd have to be pretty smart to tell that it's not an illusion. All right. <laughs> we'll wing it! We wing it anyway! We're good at that. Uh, you see Artemis sitting at the other side of the room... I'm a little bit less inconspicuous to hide. Are you coming with us? Are you helping? What's happening? Yeah, that was something he had said the last time as he intended to go with you. Oh. Oh. Can you oh. fly? No. Can you change how you look? No magic of any kind. No magic. This he has like horns and everything. Yes. Um, Mr. Pigeon has makeup. I don't know that. I mean, I, so I can could, make you a clown. I don't know if that helps in this situation. I could stand outside of the tree line and wait until you start fighting and come uh, in after. How are you with, with a ranged weapon? Uh, I can use a ranged weapon, yes. I have a crossbow. If you're a half-decent shot, I don't think that wouldn't be a uh, bad idea. All right. Yes, especially for not wanting to risk your life. What do they call that? A sneaker? He hides in the woods? Shoots things? 
Yes. We have a pair of sneakers already. Yes. <laughs> now we're getting a third sneaker. <laughs> yes. We need to find a fourth. It feels weird to have an odd number of sneakers. <laughs> yes. I don't like that. Um, it's not right. <laughs> we have to kill someone here, Ang. <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyone need anything? The other piece I that have, we... Sorry, continue. I have this, and I'll take this off my wings of flying. Are we doing this tonight? Is this happening now? When are we doing this? Uh, yes, I think sooner rather than later is probably the... Never mind then. <laughs> you don't... What do the wings do? It's wings of flying. And That's it's, nice. It's a cloak, and you can use an action to speak its command word, and it turns into bat wings or bird wings for an hour. And then you can fly. Bad. Well, that's great to have. We could do something with that. It requires attunement. Hmm. How long will that take? Attunement. One one hour. Um, there is one other piece that I think we need to discern. I, I, we, I think we would have an hour for you to attune to that. Um, in addition, um. Angir, I know you said that most of your travel through the tunnels and to here was... A Completely blind. A blur. Yes. But we do have a way that we could attempt to have you remember some of that information. I would hate for us to not have a plan going in in terms of how to navigate the tunnels. Yes. My plan was simply to... Well follow my own path of destruction. I know I broke a few doors, but could possibly have been repaired since then. It's been a bit. I was also thinking I could interrogate the guards, or I could just kill everyone in sight. Um, but I, your plan sounds much smart there. Yes. Um, it's a, sort of a, a sensory process where we will try to take you back to that night mentally and have you if you're comfortable with it relive part of the experience to try to describe your path would I be seeing this through my own eyes yes I see I feel like that is an incredibly traumatizing thing to put Inkia through I understand it, it. It is. It is entirely up to him. Why would we do this? To determine the path back to where Angir was held, presumably where the others are held. It is a compound. But you were blindfolded, right? Not on his way out. No, oh. I was blind with rage. Oh, that's a different kind of blind. Yes, I also had shining lights in my eyes. It is not just for me. This is for other pe- others who deserve to live a normal life. If reliving this pain again helps them, I agree. Alright. Um. What do I need to do? Uh, just... Uh, give us a moment. We'll need to set up the room. Um, 
Uh, Artemis and I will be back in a moment um, to fetch you. How long does it take? Depends. It will take likely 30 minutes to an hour. It was really depends on how long it took him to escape. But you'll have time to attune to your wings uh, whilst we... Oh, I'm attuned to the wings. I was for Artemis. Oh. Sure. Uh, Artemis could attune to the wings then over the course of that hour. I do Uh, need them back. But... uh, Keep them. I I will use a crossbow. Uh, I can simply stand in the tree line and wait. I appreciate the offer, though. I would not want you to lose your wings. But if you think that it's a good idea that I use them, I will... Uh, do whatever you think is best. If that is so, do what you must. Is... How do I have to be for it? As you are. But try to relax in the initial stages. I'm gonna lean my chair back against one of the kegs against the wall, mm-hmm. crack it open, pour it into my cup. Sure. Way ahead of you. Alright. What do you think? Um, I mean, the current plan is to have him wait in the mm-hmm. vines? Yep. Well, in the tree line, in not the, tree the vines. Line. Yeah. He's a very adept fighter, I can assure you this. Artemis is very skilled with many types of weapons. Then you might not need the wings. Alright. If that's the plan. Of course. What kind of weapon do I do does he use typically? Uh traditionally a uh like a great sword. Okay. But he can use a crossbow. You should see him with a sword. Would wings help a sword? You put the wings on the sword? Maybe. Flying sword. That'd be kind of cool. Sounds awful. I have a boomerang. It's kind of the same thing. This is a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Not a weapon. No, it's a weapon. This piece of wood. <laughs> My fucking club hits the table. <laughs> that is a weapon. I don't think you'd want to be hit with this. It might not hurt as badly as that, but it does hurt. I I look forward to seeing it. We will return and fetch you in a moment, Angir. And the two of them walk out. Uh, Before you go, by chance, is there someone here who might uh, do trade in general provisions and other goods? gears and things like that uh of course uh, did you need something or looking to offload uh yes i'm currently contemplating based upon what is still within my satchels sure but we have many things uh, in our stores i would be happy to uh, lend you or exchange if you have things you'd like to trade thank you yes uh of course i have to make sure you stay up to date with your Paladin equipment. Yes, absolutely. I completely understand. Your Thank father you. father was the same way. A good man. A great man. <laughs> All right. The list. 
two of them walk out. While we're waiting, I'm gonna watch what Engear does and try to have the illusion mimic sure. his his mannerisms. I'm just gonna lock eyes with her, staring at me while I got like my feet kicked up on the table, sitting there drinking my beer. It's it's doing the exact same. Yeah. That thing is weird, and I don't like it. Stop it! It's weird. Make it do something else. It's like staring at the mirror. I'll have it get up and start dancing. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I got the moves. Doing the gritty. <laughs> <laughs> is that a specific dance? It is. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like, so. I only know because of TikTok. I'm not. It's like that. crept over running in place type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely doing that. Yep. <laughs> uh, you were also brought back a bucket of live fish. I'm just going to watch them. Okay. <laughs> do you ever eat the fish or do you... Yeah. Okay. Caught them a couple times. <laughs> you know you shouldn't play with your food. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, um, yes. Do, uh, if I'm going, if I'm to disguise myself, who am I supposed to be? Uh, well, I intended to uh, approach as uh, within my blackened armor. Uh, ideally, I think it would look as though you were also um, very capable when it comes to military prowess and might, so I mean as long as you are not clearly displaying the features that make you appear as Engear. I'm gonna start going through the Rolodex in my head. Mm -hmm. I mean your size and stature is already quite intimidating and imposing and would lend credence to the uh, abilities that you would possess. possess uh... Perhaps I think it's best you know what you do. I did meet a very capable dwarf once. He was a blacksmith and a fighter. Could possibly be somebody that they could take for being able to take me down. Uh, are you able to go that much smaller in size? You were a very tall man, Engir. Was it a tall dwarf? He was not small, by any means. Well, then certainly, yes. Yes. Well, I can this... I can speak dwarven, too. Then I think that that is an ideal idea. Longest dwarven legs in the land. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Mongus. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody doing anything else? I am comparing my inventory to the things that I do need. Very good. You're doing the illusion. You're drinking and smoking to relax. Mm-hmm. 
take it at my fingy foods. Very good. And Twig is staring at her finger <laughs> foods. It's just wriggling in a barrel. <laughs> uh, yeah. About 10, 15 minutes go by, and the door opens, and uh, Artemis walks in. And gear, if you're ready. The rest of you are welcome to come as well, but it is uh, all right if you choose to stay here. Will they see what I see? No. This is all inside your mind. And you won't be there? I will be physically with you, but not in the room with you. It is a journey that one must take on their own. I understand. Just, uh, be careful. Um, if it is the Lady Morrigan doing this, I'm sure she knows just as well as anyone that casting magic on me has adverse effects to some. Yes. That goes for all of you. Anyone who cares to come with. Sometimes things uh, bounce back off of me. I'll go. Yeah, I would not have you face any of this alone, Ingear. I very much appreciate that. You two coming, or are you staying? Staying alone. All right. You were all led down another hallway through a secondary door as you leave this room. And you wind around and down slightly and enter into a not very large room with uh, a pane of glass looking into what appears to be a very dark pool of water. And there's a door on the side of this glass pane. rest of you... Um, can watch from here and gear will be in this pool uh, by himself yeah I'd stand off to the side and just watch and he pulls the door open you said it's a glass pane mm-hmm. um another rules question can we cast spells through glass hmm I mean you can see through glass that's just at a point within range. Yeah, I think it depends on the spell. Because uh, I guess, like, wouldn't that count for, like, behind total cover for some things? No, glass you can see through. Like, total cover would imply that there would be something actually visibly obstructing your view from the thing. Like, I can't see a person on the opposite side of that door. Mm-hmm. That is the perception-based element of the... What's like the, the one spell where it's like not through glass or or not the glass? I mean, there are certain spells that, that can't. De- metal. Those are like the detection based things that can't go through like an inch of you know fine metal, like a you know whatever oh, okay. foot of brick, gotcha. and whatever feet. <laughs> like like to detect if someone's yeah. in that other room, dude. Just look through the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, like, apparently, per raw, and according to Jeremy Crawford, glass provides total coverage, but that sucks. So no. That's fucking I mean, stupid. I'm still going to hit him. I feel like him. that makes sense for 
specifically like yeah range. i mean if you're casting something like fireball through then yes that's different well, also but, for yeah. attacks like yeah yes like that. Attacks and for stuff. that yeah i thought you were talking about like a spell that would directly affect him as an individual like you can cast command on someone through glass that would be dumb mm-hmm. as fuck you still see the person <laughs> Like, yeah, it would obviously obstruct physical matter attempting to penetrate. Yeah, I gotcha. Like, this is a sphere. (laughs) Yeah, like, sorry, misunderstood in terms to, like, what the spell was entailing, Mm -hmm. but, like, absolutely, fireball's not going through the glass. I guess if it, though I guess actually you you put the point within for yeah. fireball yeah. absolutely yeah it would be yeah. like a spell attack that starts from your arcane like fireball focus. and even I that fire, like I don't know does it not go through glass, glass well right? is fireball like I guess you could miss if it like ricochets weird fireball is you pick a point and it pops at the point I think that's the difference between like the person making a save versus yeah, yeah, making that's an attack. That's super absolutely yeah. what we're saying. That's why I said like because it would provide a wall to stop the fireball all those things glass shield. From the arcane focus, yeah. that would be go towards dope. the target. Um, I'd be lit again. <laughs> I don't care because I'm going to rule that you can do that. Apparently, you cannot target enemies with spells beyond transparent obstacles because it requires a connection between the caster and the target. That makes sense. It's why Wall of Force works. It's transparent, but you can't cast on the other side of it. It blocks it. Same thing with. Yeah, but that's force. That's not glass. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> like, that's, yeah, like, that's a wall of magical energy. That's, that's a magical force yeah. obstructing yeah. it. Like that yeah. to me makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. He said it's it's considered total cover because there's a difference between cover and concealment. <laughs> I was just gonna say because total cover only gives you like disadvantage or something, right? Or puts a modifier. It, it's right. like a five to your AC yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. All the vision rules are dumb. I don't yeah, care. So. We're gonna we're gonna ignore <laughs> literally that. every one of them. Is yeah, if it's a thing it you're casting so at a target or targeting a person where the spell is not physically going through the glass like a fireball, you can do whatever you want through glass. I don't care. Yeah, it's dumb. like lightning bolts probably not going to be. Yeah, I, you could break the glass. Yeah, but, but yes, it would yeah, break the glass. That I think is a spot where because it's a deck save, which cover <laughs> does work for lightning bolting through. Yeah, imagine glass being the weakness of like the arch caster. <laughs> 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 Guys are fighting this mirrors. <laughs> I've defeated every magician in the world. Yeah. Guys are gonna yeah. get fight this you Good just... thing we brought this pane of glass. Yeah, you guys just hire one of those people in the trucks with the big glass windows <laughs> just on the walk side. Through. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk at him with it. Like, is that dangerous? No. Yeah. This is I'm telling you, glass shield. It's we we need the animated zombie horde of clowns with mirrors walking in front of us, and it's like, well, I can't hurt these people. I can't see them. Power word kill. Mm, yeah. I have a mirror. Clown mirror kill. <laughs> Hello, Claudio. Hey, thank you for joining, Claudia. Thank you, thank you. I fucking rules are dumb sometimes. Yep. So we're gonna ignore that. Yep. I mean, that's dumb. Is that what you were attempting to do? You were gonna chain lightning on me in the yeah. pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna end him. Come. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> yeah, I get it, but no. Uh, you can definitely go through glass, or everything would just be made of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> D&D, everything's like a bank. Yeah. <laughs> right. Welcome to the tower. The castle is just yeah. made of glass. It's so impenetrable. Magic doesn't work with stones. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would do that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's big talk for a clown with dynamite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Artemis opens this uh, door next to this pane of impenetrable glass. 
uh, and you can see inside there is a <laughs> pitch black room, uh, and you can hear the very faint sounds of, of water dripping into this large pool. Uh, it's tubby time. Um, it is tubby time. Yeah, if I'm getting in a pool, uh, I'm going to go ahead and remove all my shit and just kind of set it in the corner. Yeah. Bag, um, battle axe, great club, all that shit. Um, probably take my armor off too. Mm-hmm. Which now you guys can actually see that uh, my whole everything is tattooed. Everything. There's like really crazy banding that goes around my arm, thick black bands, almost kind of like thorny protrusions off of that. There's a double mountain range on my chest with a, um, a sun on my throat. Um, bunch of more banding and big blotches of black all over my body. Um, and I'm gonna reach back behind my head and start untying a knot. <laughs> and I'm gonna pull off my bandana. And drop that on top of my stuff. Beautiful smile. And uh, what you guys see is a great big bushy mustache. And the bottom portion of my face is tattooed black. Like blacked out yep okay all all of it okay like where a beard would be mm, or kind of across like a goatee but like doesn't no kind out. of across and oh yeah and then down yeah so lips to so jaw, like you would have seen like the points on my neck okay. that would just look like lines on yeah. my neck all right now you're seeing that it's literally cut like across my face okay. the reverse holland forest rider okay <laughs> and then you said big yeah. bu- bushy mustache big old bushy mustache like tom Selleck. Bushier, like Holy times shit. ten, times right. ten, like, like just the cigars on the end, just a really big like, like Cossack style mustache, <laughs> big old Mario mustache. Mm-hmm. Like okay. to the point you can't see my bottom lip. <laughs> I'm glad I could share this with you. The mustache, it's fucking excellent. <laughs> I was talking about my marks. This was given to me as a sign of the cursed. I don't think you're cursed, Emgear. My parents would beg to differ. I think they tried to curse you, and I think you are... They they tried to not have me cursed. I think it just came out the wrong way. Uh, not what they expected. Yes. These were the markings given to me by... the tribe and my family. As if the horns on my head were not apparent enough, they thought, hey, let's really let the people know there's something wrong with this guy. There's not very very much I could do about the horns, uh, even twiling them down and breaking them. They still grow back. But it seems as though, like, it feels more personal, the marking on my face. Which is why she was died. Yeah, something done by family and friends is going to naturally cut deeper. Very deep. I'll pull like my bottom lip down too, and it's like my gums are even tattooed black. Oh, on the inside. Yeah. 
That's, that's so painful. <laughs> but we're doing this for a good reason. Feels like the time to become a new person again. My own person. As you should, Engir. A deserved thing for you. The road to redemption. I think you will all be safe from any uh, adverse magical reactions from this. Uh, that is a very sturdy pane of glass there. No magic can pierce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I do very much look forward to having to smash the earth at some point. <laughs> it's Chekhov's window, man. Yeah. <laughs> you put a window there, I gotta break it. <laughs> See you in some time. Good luck, Emgear. Yeah. Step in the room. Yeah, you step in. Um, you see very little. It's pitch black in here. Um, and there's not very much light in the room behind that you just left. Uh, and Artemis shuts the door behind you. And you hear silence aside from the water barely moving, almost slapping into the walls on the side of the room. And in a small outcropping next to you sitting cross-legged is Evelyn Morgan and she looks over to you are you sure you're okay with this Engir? yes she stands and reaches her hand out towards you and she leads you into this pool um it's only about just above your ankle height in water. And she walks you to the center about 15 feet in front of where her spot was. And you can see that there is a red circle of shimmery stone laid into the ground uh, that you just barely see from the light, uh, what very little light there is as your eyes adjust to the dark, that there is something different about the stones in this circle. Please sit cross-legged in the water here, and I will guide you through this. We'll sit down. Yeah. What's the temperature like? It's like lukewarm. It's not more. It's not hot, um, but it's not cool either. It's just slightly under bath warm it's like a sensory deprivation type thing yeah basically yeah. that is essentially what i'm going for here yeah and you sit and as you get closer to the water she pulls out a small pouch from her pocket and sprinkles something into the water around you and you hear it hiss and fizz and pop as it hits the water and you're hit with a almost cacophony of smells of lavenders and herbs that fill your nose along with fur scents and uh, very foresty earthy smells close your eyes as I've told Artemis I'll remind you again 
the magics that were used on me. Are you sure this is a good idea? I understand. There's no magic. Just herbs and a guide. And okay. she walks back over. You hear her footsteps with your eyes closed slip through the water and slap onto the stone where she sits. And you hear her lower herself down and the rest of you see her lower herself in front of this window and your friend Engir sitting at the center of this pool. Engir, I want you to take yourself back through the forest Sorry, up the stairs, out of the tavern, through the forest, back to this trapdoor, back down through the tunnels to the cell where you were held in. I want you to hear and feel the cold air, the clanging of the cell. The ringing in your ears. How you described feeling after you were broken. I want you to take yourself back to that place. And I want you to open your eyes. Roll a d20 for me, please. Okay. As you open your eyes, you don't... It doesn't feel like you open your eyes. But you can see the cell around you. Kind of foggy and clouded on the edges. Um, but you see your cell. And you see the things outside of your cell. And you hear her voice kind of around you and above you. And Gear, where are you? I think it's cell. It's hard to see. But I think it is. Alright. I want you to try to remember what you did the night you escaped. And you sit for a moment and you remember <laughs> using one of your nails that they had accidentally left with you, picking the lock to your cell, sliding the door open, and sneaking silently as Engir can to the guard outside of the hallway where your cell was. And you all watch as Engir, with his eyes closed, instinctively reaches his hands up in a... as if he is holding someone from behind. Eyes closed, just kind of jerking back and forth in the water. And in your vision... You throw your hands over 
this guard's head and over his neck until he passes out. And you throw him to the ground and your vision blurs and you feel your eyes burn as light appears in the tunnels in front of you. And you push through this first door and you start running. They would definitely see me momentarily like go from that position to throwing him to like hold my hands in front of my eyes. Sure. You hold your hands in front of your eyes and kind of hold your head and they watch you throw this door open and you despite understanding that this is a vision you feel the vibration of the door slamming into the stone as you throw it open it almost doesn't feel like it was you doing it but you feel the vibration as your bones shake in your hand as you slam this door into this stone tunnel and you start sprinting down the hall and you see your things where they were hung before you were brought out and you grab them and throw them on as you run you grab your club and all of your belongings and you continue to run you sprint down this hallway and you burst through another door and you feel as if almost in slow motion you can feel the fragments of wood the splinters scraping against the side of your face as you explode this door from the inside crashing through it you feel the wind of your speed almost pushing your skin and your hair backwards and yet it still doesn't feel like it's you it's a sensation where if you've ever had the sensation in real life where if you're scratching in a particular spot it almost doesn't feel like you're scratching like your skin is desensitized which is the worst it feels like that as if you know that this is happening to you and you can kind of feel it you're not feeling the skin you're, you're feeling underneath of it yes yeah it, it you don't necessarily even feel the pain of crashing through the door. You don't really feel that. Just the pressure. Just the pressure of doing it. And you continue to run. You watch as Engirth pulls his arms forward and swings in front of him. His core completely tensed up. You see the muscles on his arms fully tense as he swings nothing in front of him with his eyes closed. And you just smash a guard into the wall. And as he crumples and scrambles to try to get to his feet, you barrel through another door. And you come to an intersection and instinctively you rocket to the right down the right hallway. I'll give you all these directions when we actually get to it. This is just for... For flavor. For flavor. For zest. Um... And you continue, and this continues for about ten minutes of you rushing through hallways. And you hear a cacophony of sounds behind you, but they sound dulled. 
as guards rush to scramble into position to try to stop you. And you crash through doors and you crash through a large, almost glass doorway into an area where there's a set of stairs that ascends up. You feel the blood dripping from your face. You feel the blood dripping from your arms. You can feel your hands pulsing in pain from swinging your weapon and dragging it. You feel the burn in your legs from running. And it all feels dulled. And you rush up the stairs. Push up through this trap door and you see the inside of what looks like a tree a tree that's been hollowed out you see bark on the inside and your lights illuminate your eyes illuminate as you look around this space everything kind of um, as if it has motion blur as you look around and you push yourself off the stairs and smash through a spot on the tree that looks like it's a door and you burst open this set of bark double doors and start sprinting through the trees you see a guard in front of you walking reaching for his weapon as you burst forward and you tackle him to the ground and continue running and he grabs you and slices the back of your calf and you watch as he tenses and Engir yells and roars. And the rest of you hear that roar echo through, despite there being a door and a pane of glass, it echoes. And you see his eyes shoot open and they are illuminated with a strange blue glowing light that illuminates this space. And you start running through the trees, through the vines, to the road. You feel the dirt crunching under your feet as you run. And you reach the tavern. And you smash through the front door. And you look around and you see... Madame Morgan and Artemis behind the bar, looking puzzled. As your vision starts to spot and go black, and you feel yourself slumped to the floor. And you all watch as Engear falls over in this pool. And Madame Morgan stands and rushes over to him. And she... You feel a tapping on your face. And gear, open your eyes. Try to open your eyes. I'll go ahead and open my eyes and yeah, lift my and head up out of the water. And... You are drenched in sweat. Your muscles. I would assume I'm also out of breath too. Out of breath, your muscles hurt a little bit from being tensed. Saw it. 
Good. It's all everything. I'm sorry that you had to see that. You're a brave man. I don't know what that was. It's almost like it knew where to go. I was not in control. Simply just there. It often feels that way when you try to revisit somewhere in your mind. When you try to go back and find somewhere, even recent, it feels as though you are in the passenger seat, just watching. I understand the eyes glowing is... you don't know the reason. But it's hard to discern if that was the vision or if that is how you felt in the moment. She helps you to your feet. Thank you. Come. And she leads you to the door. Scoop up the a door. little bit of that water and splash myself in the face. Yeah. She <sighs> pulls the door open and and Gear and Evelyn walk out. gonna go reach it for my bag quick thing for all up like did it work yep I saw everything I, I know which way we should go now I think if they are being held in the same place I was, our chances of finding them are good now. Are we looking for three people? Yep. Two dwarves and a girl. And possibly the fourth girl that was described as well. If, if you find her. If they are there. Sure. I wish to free them. That's what we've been doing this whole time, so... Doesn't matter who they are. If these people are holding them, it is no, for no good reason. It is going to be much more heavily fortified than when I was last there. I countered many guards. But the one thing they didn't account for... is two of me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw my smoke on the floor, grab my armor, and slide it on. Would it be standing around? Ever a man of action. Let's go teach these fuckers something about the pain. Yeah. Oh, Artemis. I will fight by your side. You are all extremely honorable people, and I am honored to be joining your party. Collect your things. 
I have a handful of items if you don't mind if I uh, procure these from you in exchange for some. Uh, I mean, we are uh, theoretically rescuing three individuals. From Absolutely. Them. I would think that these uh, items would not amount to the value of human life, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> Anything that you need, Marcus. Goddamn. Especially right. for the son of Marcus Shaw. You're goddamn right, mother. <laughs> All right. What? It's mommy. Stepmommy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, add some things to my inventory. Very good. Just adding? out of curiosity. Uh, if you, you don't have to tell them if you want, but I would like to see. You can have all of them. I don't care, but I just get them curious. Or if you'd like to keep it a secret, even for me, just so you can use it. That's <laughs> no, also no, no, fun. no. I'm fair and would want to make sure that I'm not being uh, disingenuous when I pull sure. these things out <laughs> sure, sure, sure. from our... Uh, we have sleeves of holding, and then we did also have another bag of holding that Ren had that Correct. we do have in our yeah, possession. Yeah, young, yes. master's, yep. young master's bag. Yeah, all right. Around. Yeah, I mean traditional paladin things, mm-hmm. all for mm-hmm. the uh, capacity to uh, paladin. Know, paladin. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, absolutely. As a verb. As a verb. <laughs> to properly paladin. Some ball bearings. <laughs> Easy. Preferably that thousand count bag. Of course. Uh, three ten foot increments of chain. Of course. Two shiny new crowbars. <laughs> Wait. Three manacles, mm-hmm. a steel mirror, okay, a vial, a vial of a uh, lady's perfume, okay, two locks. I already have a few, but I need two more. Mm-hmm. A miner's pick, okay, two sets of pitons, a ten-foot pole, a portable ram. A portable ram. It only is portable thirty is pounds. Awesome. That's wild. Right? I okay, you can have that. Okay. Yes, it's amazing. That's yep. wild. No, portable that's ram. You can absolutely have that. Two more fifty-foot increments of hemp and rope. Okay. Advantage to smash down doors. Yep. But what is it? It's literally like a two-man like went like again when fucking like SWAT teams like break through fucking doors. It's that. So like again, this way. But what makes it portable? It's not big. Like it's legit. You, like you can fit it in yeah, the backpack. Yeah, it's not yeah. like fucking Grand in Lord of the Rings when they're breaking <laughs> yeah. into Minas Tirith. Right? It's like a baton. It actually yeah. is. It's collapsible, I, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> like if it has a wolf face, like fuck yes. No, it, like it, I want it. It absolutely does. Good. Yeah, it, it has a wolf face with, with ram horns. Yeah. Good. Even better. Mm. Uh, a ten foot increment of string. Yep. Three small empty vials. Sure. I'm a woodsman, so I need new wood carver's tools. Of course, I did lose of course. those. Of course. Uh, and then, specifically from Cookie, uh, if if he does uh, by chance, which I assume he would have, he did pack all of his things, a sack of flour. Sure. What? Fantastic. All those things are fine. <laughs> those are all really normal paladin Yeah, <laughs> very normal paladin Why do you need two more crowbars? You never have enough. Yeah, <laughs> when we hit the spot, we're going to be really fucking happy. That I've got three... Four... Four crowbars. Well, you have three. I have one, I believe. Four crowbars. When we hit that spot and we go, we really needed this fourth crowbar, John, we'd be like, I'm glad I thought ahead. I am the crowbar. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to jam all that stuff into my bag. Uh, and then I'm gonna keep the woodcarver's tools on my person. And plus one great axe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, armor of invulnerability. Uh, 
Yeah, you absolutely, know. of course. Uh, oh, uh, a potion of giant strength, please. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. Oh, those were so much fucking <laughs> they were fun. So fun. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. TJ just kept giving them to us. We just roll another right. potion of giant strength. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you do this? Right. <laughs> and a bag of beans, please. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then John goes and kills a whole abolith by himself. Oh, it was a mummy. Oh, sorry, the mummy. It was a mummy. That's right. Lord. That's right. I thought you had squished. I thought you squished the abolith with the pyramid. and then I did also yeah. do that. I yes. squished the abolith and then inside the pyramid the I went inside Lord. alone and slaughtered yeah. the mummy lord and took its treasure trove. Yep. And he was just like, just roll for the wolves. And I was like, I deal 267 damage <laughs> in the round one. And he's like, yeah, the mummy, the mummy lord death. He just got it. <laughs> Thank you. What, a, what an accommodating dungeon master. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. My yeah. bag, my woodcarver's tools. I would also absolutely look for... Um, like a, a yeah, like a small, rectangular, reasonably, uh, you know, uh, like you know, between four and eight inches in length, like a cubic rectangular shape that I can start whittling. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. 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 Uh, yeah. Cookie hands you a block of wood that he has. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. To do that and flower sack. This is my finest sack of flour. I drew a happy face on it. I hope it brings you good luck in whatever you're doing with Thank it. Thank you so much. Uh, could you add to the happy face for me, please? Of course. Could you just draw a little circle around the face so this way it does look to me like a, a full head? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he... And then just like a single strand of hair. Just... Maybe you should... Love do... it, Cookie. Maybe you, you should go. do the same thing on the back, but with a frowny face. Cookie, you're an artist. Yep, I Could got you. Could you accommodate the man's request? Just in case. Love this. Maybe it's bed flower now. Eyes. Angry eyebrows. All right, man. Yeah, like really fucking mad. And we'll put the hair the other way because it's matted down a little bit. Because it's like ah. Yeah, he's in his you know Peter Parker Spider Man three. Yeah, exactly. Love him. Yeah, he's gonna. This is something else. The sack of flour just. Yeah. Check my pockets for all my nice new things and make sure I'm good to go. And this very justice-concentrated effort that we're about to begin has got me very excited, Endgear. I cannot wait to assist you in claiming revenge against these absolutely vile and unholy people. I completely agree. Uh, I have one request, actually. <laughs> Do you also want a sack of flour? No, I just thought of a thing, and I looked it up, and it is a thing on D and D. Oh yes, I want, I want, I want knuckle dusters. Sure. <laughs> I want knuckle dusters. Oh yeah, we've got a whole room full of those. We've taken them off of people that we've ambushed. Mm -hmm. They're called goatling knuckles. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember Olaf requested a pair mm -hmm. when we killed. It was the Hydra Teeth, the Hydra. remember? Yeah, that's right. Oh yes. my god, those were fucking sick. And then he got he gave them to me and gave me extra damage and shit. Ah, oh, DJ, <laughs> you spoil me. <laughs> Anything for you guys? How is this a versatile weapon? Dandelion, anything? Uh, I want a big bag of um, bread and cheese. Sure. For combat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Combat cheese. Combat cheese. Yeah, absolutely. How do you explain it being a versatile weapon? Yeah, there are... Uh, are you punching uh, like this? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like, as if, like, jab versus, like, hooks and uppercuts. Like, okay. I, I can see a jab feeling, like, more dexterous and light, less force behind it. Yeah. And more like, oh my god, like, I'm fucking gut-punching this dude right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, they were someone? a blast, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cookie hands you a, a bag with some meats and breads and cheeses. Uh, uh, they're all sorted into little pouches so that way you can just easily grab uh, whatever you're looking for. They won't get mixed up in, the, uh, in the bag lunch. there. It's like <laughs> a bunch of Lunchables. Yeah. I, I was thinking like the dice bags that you made where they had the little oh, small the... pouches inside the bigger circle. Yeah, so each person's got bags. one. So they got a field got trip. Little, little individual. So you and there's, can, like, uh, there's a lot there, of is there a Capri bread and cheese. There is, yeah. All right, thank God. She's ready. Juice boxes. You got a little juice box. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I got a juice box. <laughs> I got some cheese. He packed us field trip lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Pitch and I put a sack of chocolate milk in there for you so you oh. can just stab mm-hmm. a straw in there. Like a bag of milk. Uh, just spray my sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> water skin of milk. Yeah. Oh, milk skin sounds bad. <laughs> or like, a, mm. like a water balloon. No, John, it's skin milk. Uh, mm. <laughs> just actually fill up a balloon. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Mr. Pigeon. <laughs> You do still have balloons, do you not? You definitely have some. You left a bunch in the oh, way. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I had like a hundred. Cookie. Oh, yeah, you have so many. Cookie. Yes. Oh, I was down to 68 before the woods. Oh, yeah. I have been tracking. You How used many did I 15. Use? Okay. Cookie. I have 53 bullets. Do you have some more flour? Uh, yeah, I got plenty. Could you? Most of the cart's full of flour, balls. to be honest. Could you? No. <laughs> Could you fill Mr. Pigeon? Might we use some of your balloons? I feel like this is all coming together. Could you partially inflate some balloons and then put some flour inside? Isn't that how you make a stress ball? It is stress relieving, for sure. (laughs) Could we do that with maybe like five balloons? And then you, you too can have them on your persons. Well, I mean, you know, the so people to mark the the people of Goldview were we were, you know, grainers. We worked very extensively with flowers, grains, sugars, and things of that nature. They're all quite combustible. Oh, I was thinking under good circumstances. <laughs> I was thinking you pop them on the guards. It would get in their eyes. Now they are very visible in the darkness. Very dusty. I meant for the crossbow dragonborn man to shoot them out of the sky and to rain flour down upon our enemy and then ignite the flour and burn them in fiery justice. That sounds great. Right? Can you make fire in your mouth? Yes. Hooey! I'll coat my arrows. He had just gotten back and heard that. (laughs) I'll be back. Love this guy! I'm gonna coat my arrows in wax. Yes. Well, I feel very holy. You said Everyone it, else good. It takes rather 20 minutes to get there, roughly. Okay, I'm going to change now. So as to, uh... How you say? Get into character? I think that's how you say it. Yes. And also to make sure that we're not scouted and you are seen clearly changing yourself as we approach. That's a great character. That's fine and all, but I got it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. What? Get into character? I mean, I could become Victoria again if you would like. (laughs) I don't really know how that's going to help us right now. Are those those the the correct words? Like the phrase? Yes. Oh, yes. A good colloquial measurement. It's colloquial. No, 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 colloquial. It's colloquial. What are you talking about, cockwheels? Yeah, 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 we need 
like at least four of them for our new <laughs> I think he said cockatiels. Yes. Oh. Why do we need a bird? We do need a bird. Yeah, I mean, we've got Shimmer. Shimmer could use a bird friend. Rin had a bird, and now that's gone, so I feel empty inside. <laughs> we had a dog, too. You had a dog. Yeah, I did. I had a rescue dog that was there oh. to help people through the emotional stress of having been in prison. Oh. Which I think would have been great for me after that prison <laughs> oh. time. <laughs> and you after that prison time. Oh. We should get a dog. We should get a dog. Oh. Artemis! <laughs> or all those people yes. that were going to be free. Yeah, you have several dogs. Uh, I'm sure we could obtain several dogs. <gasps> we need list of dogs. Dog requests. Dogs? Dog sled. Dog floral. Dog sled. Yes, kinds of dogs. There's different breeds. Different, you know... I only know the one dog. The dog I had? Yes. All right. Mr. Pigeon, Twig, any preferences for dogs? Twig? All right. (laughs) You know, a number of dogs that feel sitting to make sure that, you know, these people feel calmed and comforted in their incredibly stressful times as they again escape imprisonment and torture. Of course. Dogs uh... that are good at that. I will attempt to have someone procure dogs while you're gone. Fantastic. If you are in need, there is actually a dog breeder in Leaveville that I do have a connection with, should you want to send word back to... He's got a dog guy! Yeah, I, I forgot I got a dog connected. got a plug for dogs. <laughs> Try to buy a dog. Yeah, like, let me get, like, like four dogs, dude. <laughs> it might take a little longer than you're gone to get word all the way back to Lake Mount and get the dogs and get them back here. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but I'll find someone that can Thank you. get dogs. Your fastest rider. Of course. Thank you. Absolutely. It's urgent. <laughs> it is urgent, <laughs> urgent that we return dogs. from this endeavor to a Send field, ravens. A field Send of, 500 ravens! A field of puppies is what I want to walk back into <laughs> in this sensory deprivation chamber. Just nothingness and just puppies galore. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody else need anything? We've got dogs waiting. We've got people to rescue. There's evil men for us to beat to death. And had a really busy evening. Yes, indeed. Yes, we do. Uh, my arrows are waxed and ready for fire. Good. Very good. All right. Well. You two should lead the way, as you know the direction we should go. I'm gonna go ahead and cast a disguise self on myself. Very good. What would you like to look like? <sighs> I'm gonna shrink in stature, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, to be a, a very tall dwarfin man. Very tall. <laughs> um, tall and thick. Yeah, really like big gimli hair. You know, mm-hmm. real real bright red auburn color uh big dark beard big curly eyebrows like the the hairs go up way too far and curl up um blue eyes pale skin bulbous nose you know your stereotypical dwarf look Mm -hmm. so hot right now (laughs) and just thick (laughs) just a just a thick guy like he he looks he, he looks rotund but he's muscular so Thor from <laughs> more rotund, more rotund. Okay, yeah. okay. How is this? Excellent. They'll never know it was you, Angir. Uh, 
Wait, I'm gonna reach into my bag and pull out some whiskey and just like splash it all over myself so I don't smell like my sure. my signature smokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, much better. Uh, <clears throat> How is this? Very good, again. Like again, you're stunningly good at this for. It seeming like an absolutely new experience for you. We used to make fun of guys like this. <laughs> It'll be a wonderful night. <laughs> yes. Artemis. Yes. Let's go. All right. Uh, one other thing. You said you're going as a bounty hunter? Yeah. Are you introducing yourself as a different name? or? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bee Hunter. Bee Hunter. All yes. right. Cool. No, yes. you, you should go with the name Hunter. Hunter B. Hunter B. Yeah. Hunter Bartholomew. Hunter. Okay. Bartholomew. Hunter Beasley. Hunter Beasley. Hunter Beasley. All right. That's Another good. Another Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to just what to do with you. <laughs> I don't like him very much. <laughs> I was born a Beasley. I knew more. I really appreciate how much that kills Sarah. I knew more in the castle. What's a what's a what's a good dwarf name? Um, I don't. I don't believe I ever called a name. I don't know any dwarves. Uh, I once knew a dwarf, uh, Bilbo Bogbeard. That's pretty good. I was thinking, uh, Rusty Hook Hands. (laughs) 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 Maybe Rusty Hook Hand, that's the middle name. (laughs) Rusty's the first name, Hook Hand is the middle name. What if, uh, (laughs) Bogbeard? Bogbeard, yeah. What if it's, uh, something like. Sage Mailer. Sage Mailer? Like you mail sage? <laughs> Is that the whole name or the last name? I took my name and flip-flopped it. <laughs> oh. Sure. So Ma- s- mage Slayer. <laughs> oh! oh. S- S- Slage Mailer. Slage Mailer. Okay. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, what well, we got time to work Slagemus on? Snape. <laughs> About Grumbumbledore. <laughs> Do you like Grumbumbledore? Grum- <laughs> absolutely, he fits so well with the Beasley. Grumbumbledore and Beasley, the famous bounty hunter. First name Grum, last name Bumbledore. Grumbumbledore, your service. I thought it was just one name. <laughs> it is. It's in. Yeah. On his license, it says Grumbumbledore. Yeah, one word. Word. Yeah. Sounds like a dwarf name. Grum Bumbledore. I gotta write this down. And the Hunter Beasley. It's so many letters. I keep the spelling. I wrote Grumbled like a good fucking shambord wine, and then I wrote Grum Bumble. What did you say your name was? Hunter uh, Beasley? Hunter Beasley. <laughs> the great part is I wrote Hunter Beasley and then wrote Dash Marcus and then I wrote Grumbumbledore and wrote Dash Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Grumbum- <laughs> Professor Grumbumbledore. 
It's really pleasant to look at. I know. <laughs> it's so wavy. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Oh, no. Ten points for Grumbumbum. <laughs> He's awarding himself points. What a fuck system. <laughs> he just wakes up in the morning and makes a cup of tea for himself and gives himself ten points. Welcome to Grumbumbum. <laughs> Any relation to the film series and book series by the horrible transphobic uh, J.K. Yeah, Rowling is purely... <laughs> Purely coincidental. Oh my god. Yeah, these are all original ideas. Yeah, yeah. we're just geniuses. Yeah. Bogwarts. Right? It is. Yeah. With a B. With a B. <laughs> uh, Where's the B? Anyway, into the woods. Bees. Into the night. Yeah, into the woods. Very Let's good. Let's go fucking beat the shit out of these strange men in the trees. Uh, we've done that several times, and it's been mm-hmm. great every instance. It's been a great time. Uh, yeah, so you all. Uh, walk back up out of the secret entrance into the regular basement. And, uh, Madam Morgan, before you ascend to the uh, first floor, looks around at the room. Uh, You all look immensely prepared, and I promise that if you make this journey successfully and save all of these people, It will mean the world to all of them. And anything that any of you ever need, we're here. We very much... We very much appreciate that. God damn it! It's much blast. (laughs) Damn it does! (laughs) Please, Arthur is pulling his goddamn weight around here. Uh, I told you we're not going to free Micah. I've known a lot of good people in my life and in my line of work. And I must say that all of you are some of the finest, truly most honorable people that I've met. And I am very happy to have known all of you. I mean, we're going to like come back and yes. not die. Like, it's not, this isn't the <laughs> no. end, Madam Morrigan. Of course not. But we're being very careful. Yeah. Yes. We've got Grumbumbledore. She is simply accounting for the idea that we might not come back. Oh, no, we're definitely going to come back. There's no way we die here. The food here is too good. Yeah, right? There's dogs waiting for us. How could we disappoint our new dogs? That's true. They would be very upset. Yeah, I... Should the last thing I ever see be the eyes of a dog as it weeps over my fresh corpse, I would feel relief. It is refreshing to see someone... (laughs) of your age so bright-eyed and cheery about things like this. Well, thank you. I mean, I was almost hanged. So, it uh, feels as though I have a new perspective and lease on life and wish to live every day to the best of my ability and help as many people as I can in my short years. Marching into certain death like this, it's not going to be easy, but I'm glad it's with y'all. Well, I said y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's... 
what's y'all? It's something the dwarves say. The dwarves. Because it's canonical, they're southern now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those uh, cockwheel things <laughs> that uh, Marcus was talking about. All yeah, dwarves yeah. are either from New York or the West. I'm mining it! John, again, I am proficient with land vehicles, so cockwheels would be within my, <laughs> my wheelhouse, one could say. <laughs> Proudly. Well, the wheels would cancel out then, so then you're just left with cock house. I mean, is that not what Marcus grew up anyway? Uh, yeah. Um, good luck. Much appreciate. See you when you get back. You're damn right you will. With dogs. That's good. Damn God. We get to see dogs again. <laughs> the demon inside me whispers more each night. It demands dogs. <laughs> yeah. Marcus, it's me. Give oh. me just something to cuddle. Oh no, I need she's, a puppy. She's a lot, you know, more. <laughs> I need a puppy. I met her. Kind of. Oh uh, yeah, she's a lot, you know, hotter sounding than that. No, it sounds like this. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, whatever gets you there. <laughs> Uh, as you say that, you hear a, like, almost, uh, like... Like a gleeful like giggle, a, right? A, like, playful in my a, ear? It was a, like a hiss and a chuckle. Both for the fire and the, no. like, snake <laughs> aspect. Hiss, ha, ha, ha. Somehow managed to hit both sides of the yeah. spectrum. <laughs> um, just like a, 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 a very, very confident, snarky chuckle. We played. Sorry, I have to. We played a board game last night. Uh, it's like that Sherlock Holmes consulting yeah, yeah, yeah. game, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like Cthulhu based. It's okay. made by the same game designer. Okay, and cool. at one point, it said you hear sound like chuckling apes, and me and Autumn were like, "What is that sound? Like? This isn't a- never, what am I supposed to be hearing? Like chuckling apes? This isn't a common was, enough experience. Yeah, it was an insane That's, sentence. You know, I read it like six times, and like that." <laughs> Yeah, we hear chuckling apes. I don't... You know. <laughs> oh, man. I assumed it meant, like, a high-pitched hooting noise yeah, or something. Probably. But, but, boy, was that a Jesus, sentence. that's funny. Chuckling apes. As, as if everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. The distinctive sound. You ever been to a zoo? Like, you know, I only practice never... my tight five for the apes <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. local zoo. <laughs> never been to a stand-up. Mm-hmm. In a rehab center. Animal rehab. Consider that wildlife rehab is almost my entire TikTok. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Back in rehab, I made the apes fucking laugh. <laughs> what? I, I was of, also of, really high. Sarah, you could? I got a video <laughs> of that grabbing an owl out of a box today and showing how to hold an owl. So Who? it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, stab you in the eyes. Yeah. Who? Mm, mm, the room was so quiet you could have heard the apes chuckle. <laughs> God damn it, Arthur. <laughs> I just can't. A chuckling ape. Right. Especially like a silverback. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, you all ascend the stairs back into the tavern and... Uh, 
out the door into the night and you make your way to the caravan. Who's driving? Is it far enough that we should take the caravan? They went by horse. Yeah, it was 20 Oh, you two by went horse. by horse. Oh, okay. Very good. Understood. I am the proficient with vehicles, man, so I'm absolutely driving. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming the one of one of the two of you will direct Marcus where to go. Mm. Yeah, because again, we would stop outside of the threshold of the line, so this way there's no mm-hmm. cause whatsoever, yep. but like... You know, we, we had described it previously, pseudo like Oregon Trailish, where it had the canvas exterior. Mm-hmm. So if if everybody else is in the back within the canvas being obscured from the outside, yep. she can just instruct from the, the flap opening mm-hmm. within. So this way she is not visible easily from the exterior. Yeah. I'll Fantastic. sit up front with you. Yeah. As we get closer, I'm going <clears throat> to pull up my uh, pan flute and play a little song. Sure. And um, can I give everyone a bardic inspiration? How long does it last? Ten minutes. It's a bonus action. Yeah, I mean, in Root, I would absolutely utilize my inspiring leader feature to sing us a jovial old ham boning. Very good. A little diddly to mix with the pan flute and <laughs> dang 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 dang. The have... clown's just fucking doing chicken. Oh. <laughs> I have something about this music speaks to my nature. Four instances of bardic inspiration, so I'll uh, give to one to each of our party members. Unfortunately, yeah. Artemis gets left out in that instance. Yeah, very okay. Um, that's a d6. Single tear, little dragon eye. For I've ten. Never been loved. <laughs> For ten minutes. The tuberculosis is setting in anyway. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> this is my last night on this earth. Jesus Christ. This is, this is going to be my last ride. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you give bardic inspiration to your four traveling companions. I give everybody nine temporary hit points, including mm-hmm. Artemis. Including Artemis. Right, let me write that down. Well, mm-hmm. nine, you said? Yep. Yeah. Nine, you said? <laughs> Sound <laughs> like chuckling apes. <laughs> That's bad. I mean, not unlike chuckling apes. No, right? it's just the sound the cows make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you all ride about 15 minutes, 20 minutes through the dark. Um, you hear the sound of crickets and bugs and owls carrying along as you make your way towards this spot in the woods and Mr. Pigeon and Twig instruct you to the area a little ways away from the vines where they parked their caravan the first time and all of you disembark from this caravan and begin walking towards this pseudo curtain of vines and thorns that kind of block this area in around this thicket of trees. Artemis. Yes. Once we get back, you're going to tell me that story, right? Of course. Been dying to hear the end of it. 
when we make it back. Pull my cloak back over my sh like pull it off of mm -hmm. my shoulder. Daddy line. Hi ho! Just have you climb underneath of my cloak, and I'll throw it back over my shoulder since you're smaller. You're throwing it back, Peek out. Mm -hmm. Over, over the top of his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> What's at the hump? What hump? <laughs> I'm sensitive. You mean, you mean dumb? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you touch Engir's shoulder and shrink down to uh, about a foot in height, and you kind of duck under his cloak. Um, are the two of you levitating at this point? No, I'm go. I am going to be tree bound if I can. They look close enough that I can. Leap sure. From tree yeah, to they're tree. they're thick, so you definitely can. I'll spider walk on up. Sure. Good luck. I want to be able to see my balloons anyway. Yep. Mm. Yeah, as you Just guys... to make sure, if I notice anyone going like seriously out of path, I'll try to get attention. Sure. Uh, yeah, as you guys are walking, following Mister Pigeon, you can see that there are in the trees every little while a single balloon in several of the trees left to mark the path. Oh, okay. They're in the trees. <laughs> mm -hmm. Genius, Mister Pigeon. We'll see you two on the other side of the vines. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, if the line is small, yeah, it's like, is the mm -hmm. end gear pulled out too? Uh, I'll do it on the other side of the vines. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pass through the other side, make sure that there's nothing remotely in terms of like clear visibility for <laughs> another person or anything like that. It's pretty dark out here, right? Very dark, yeah. You don't see anything <clears throat> currently. Yep. Yeah. I would ask for you to make the end gear while I light a torch. Very good. Uh, just make sure that he is manacled clearly in front of himself. In the front? Yes. Yeah, I pull my battle axe out. Mm -hmm. Have that. Like I'm gesturing him along. Mm -hmm. I'll have Engir uh, appear um, and just look very solemn and have his hands manacled in front of him. Sure. Yeah, one hand torch, one hand bounty hunter thing. He is ushering it forward. Very good. You have the uh... bounty hunter page. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Sorry, the wanted poster. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. All of you walk with this facsimile of Engear manacled walking in front of you or behind you? I feel like in front, right? I feel like you would be in front and I'd be like pushing him so he'd be kind of like between us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't be like, be, like in a clear line. I'd be yeah. off to the side so this way they could yep. see. That, like, I am lead man, like, leading way with light, leading way with poster. The prisoner is held behind me, manacled. Sure. So, like, you know, he'd be a bit more, again, same thing, like, kind Back of into all the centered. Left. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, like, me, end gear, you know, uh, fake end gear, real end gear. Sure. So, like, one, Please, Crumb Bumbledore, use Crumb my Christian Bumbledore name. That, right? Sure. <laughs> I would watch and make sure that neither of them touch the illusion yeah i try to keep a reasonable distance which especially between me and the illusion like yeah. a, a legitimate full five feet or so sure absolutely um yeah uh the two of you are still tree bound okay uh yeah you walk in the trees um artemis hangs back a little bit sort of out of view of you yeah uh so that way he does not attract too much attention from the rest of you walking through the woods 
and you walk for about five minutes and don't come across anything. And in the distance, you all see a glowing blue-gray light that is barely indistinguishable from moonlight. Mm -hmm. But you do notice it. And as you round around a tree to look towards it, a light illuminates and flashes in your face and you see the face of a white, smiling uh, mask. Walt, who goes there? How far away from us? Uh, about five feet. It appears in front of us? The person? Uh, yes, out from behind a tree. So, like, we're we're walking, we see big tree in distance, barely illuminated blue mm -hmm. light. Obviously, we're walking through crowded area, like, literally five feet behind us, silently, man moves out. Sorry, in, in, in front, front of you. Like, he turned out from In front of us. Guess. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Just trying to understand, like, in relation to distance from us to tree and us to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Pair of bounty hunters uh, coming to turn in a pretty big fish we caught up north. Uh, go by the name Angier. I think you're gonna want to take a look at this one. He looks up and down. Hold here, please. He about faces yeah. and walks slightly back into the tree line, and you hear a double whistle. Mm -hmm. and four more guards begin to approach outside of the wood and they all walk towards you four more four more so five so total five total from different angles yes so like you know, none from behind you but uh shitload of trees we're walking man appears yep. man walks away whistles man 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 yep walking towards us all yes cool uh in terms of the man who had appeared in front of us with the smiling smiling right white mask mm -hmm. um did he look as though he was in attire because i do have a torch lit if he was within five feet of me i would have had a chance to get a decent sight of him yes um he mm -hmm. looks like he was very similarly to all of the other assassins that you had fought before dressed in all black um that looks to be like a uh Almost a uh, not quite leather armor, but it's a little bit hard to tell because there's a lot of like uh, sheathing and, and covering over the whole thing, uh, like a, a big one big cape almost. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> double whistle, people start approaching in the distance at where the tree is from the illumination of the blue with it being eye level. Do we see anybody in that area? You do not. So nobody else clearly visible at the other spot of illumination for what we've got. Four people coming in. Correct. Well, five, because he, he about faces after he whistles and starts walking towards us. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, uh, 500,000 gold is uh, well, nothing to scoff at. It is not. Quite an impressive fish you have caught yourself here. Oh, yeah, he was, uh... And not an easy catch. We lost half our crew trying to get this one. Oh, yeah. Even took us a day or two of rest to make our way back down here and attend to the injuries from this man. If he wasn't so 
close to death, I don't think we would have taken him. Hmm. Good fortune. My condolences on your losses, but you will be well compensated. Thank you kindly. Uh, where are the other four people in relation to us? Because this is obviously in scene. Yep. Still in movement. Yeah, so they're walking from the tree line. They're probably about 15 feet from you. Fantastic. Uh, at this point, they are wearing leather armor. Are any of them, like, predominantly obscured by black robes or anything like that? Or is it clearly visible that these individuals are carrying various weapons? Uh, they, it's hard to tell. Um, I would say three of them have, like, visible weapons. Two of them do not. Sure. But they all kind of have these weird black robe-ish yeah, yeah, more yeah. skin tight, but yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So they seem, uh, you know, but all of them are in front of us and none are behind. Correct. I'm going to use divine sense real quick while we're here. Celestial fey fiend undead and sixty feet. Sure. Um. Or sorry. One second. Celestial Fiend Undead, not Fey. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. But yeah, 60 feet. Not behind total cover. Uh, you do not detect anything outside of the normal things that you would expect to detect. Fantastic. <laughs> Good old double Fey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you want them led to? Forgive us, but in our trade we are... Uh... No far too fucking better than to just hand over an individual before we see coin. Of course not. We do need to inspect the merchandise first. Uh, understood. Beasley and Grum Bumbledore are known throughout the lands for their uh, veracity in the tasks at hand. And tenacity. Exactly. I didn't know I knew that word. Don't you die. <laughs> Uh, are the other four people still moving towards us? They are. All right. So the man that then matters to me most is the one that I seem to be actually contacting in terms of mm -hmm. uh, having a communication with. At what distance is he from me as he's moving towards me and says that we do need to inspect the merchandise? Ten feet. Fantastic. I'm going to use my... Um, I'm going to use my channel divinity and utilize my conquering presence mm -hmm. to attempt to... Intimidate all of them to prevent them from moving any further towards me. Uh, all of them need to make wisdom saving throws, please. Very good. Uh, absolutely. In that instance, I would. Now my armor is entirely blackened, so I mm -hmm. would appear pretty non-visible. You know, again, I have like a great helm where you can see parts of my face and things like that. But I do, and have been kind of obscuring behind the bounty hunter poster the sweet, sweet gauntlets mm -hmm. that I now have, and I will bring them out and say, well. Beasley was just another head on the pack, and forgive me, uh, it's only fitting that you kneel before your king, so absolutely attempt to frighten all these men. Sure. Uh, I will say that we will do that at the top of the next episode, and we will end with you saying that as we do that and then get into initiative order to fight these boys. Mm -hmm. um, so... That is it for the week. evening. Uh, friends, thank you very much for watching. I hope you enjoyed uh, this evening's episode of Adorus. Um, we will be live next on Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the city of Oshwap. 
and then probably next Friday for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Um, thank you all very much. We appreciate you very much. Thank you again. Uh, Distraction, Car, Red Robin, Cass, Advanced Dungeons for the follow, Advanced Dungeons for the raid, and Vulpix for the resub. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys very much for being here, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Goodbye.